The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Welcome, everybody, to The Second Stage. This is Brendan Anderson. And this is Jeff Cadlick. We appreciate you tuning in this week. Uh, recap from last week, Brendan. What do you got to say about Mr. Scott Lowry? I'm still juiced. I, uh, I, 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 all we know is it works, and uh, that's uh, that's a lot, right? That is a lot. And as as we said at the end of last week's show, yeah, I thought Scott Lowry did. Who is of uh, you know Fathom, you know www.fathomdelivers.com. I think he did a very good job of connecting the need for core values and a purpose and a why to growing and scaling your business. And he, I think, answered why you and I keep harping on it in our shows that we present to our audience here on the second stage. You know, Jeff, and then, it, and then you also have to go to the facts. I mean, the results from this sort of thing. And um, he's gone from 30 to 140 employees since 2007. Uh, he's been you know, uh, an Inc. 500, 5,000 business four years in a row. Uh, you know, he's been the fact of the matter is that the the what he has done has produced wonderful results and. You know, really, what we are after, and what we hope um, the small business owners and entrepreneurs are, are after, are results. I mean, it's it's if you want to grow and you want to uh, create additional jobs and you want to make a bigger impact, uh, this uh, these these tools uh, and and quite frankly, ways of life, if you will, uh, pr- produce those things. And if that's what you want, uh, you're it, you're crazy not to try to adopt these things. That's exactly right. And remember, everybody, that uh, this is a forum, and uh, we want your participation uh, each week to help us come up with, with the right answer. You can email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com, uh, or you can uh, continue the discussion on our blog at evolutioncp.com. What we're trying to do here on this show is is create actionable, uh, give and provide actionable advice so that you can just get yourself started. And I think that um, uh, this is something you ought to consider getting yourself started. As Brendan and I have said, all this, the successful companies uh, do this sort of thing, and uh, we think it's an important first step. Uh, this week's show is also an important topic. It's the business insurance basics. And whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or starting a business for the first time in the world of insurance, including the terminology, can be overwhelming. And in this case, what you don't know can actually hurt you. So our guest this week is Jeff Schwab. Uh, He's a practice leader at the Oswald Companies, www.oswaldcompanies.com. 
Jeff has over 20 years experience in this field and he actually focuses his time with a pretty experienced set of consumers of insurance and that is private equity funds although he uh, has experience working with entire cross-section of, of people in that that have insurance needs but uh, you know this is something that we uh, are involved with in every partner company that that we partner with and invest in and Jeff has been a guide to us as we go through the myriad of of opportunities and challenges when we uh, partner with these these um, second stage entrepreneurs yeah as you know Jeff I uh, when I first started out as an entrepreneur and buying little companies uh, the last thing on my mind was insurance and I will tell you that, uh, as you know, uh, Schwabi, as we call him, um, has literally uh, delivered on everything we've asked him for. We, we've asked him to uh, to go out and do diligence in, in what, a week? <laughs> Less than a day uh, yes. on a, a deal in Chicago. And uh, and he's got out there and got that done. So it, it, it's uh, – and he's also been able to deliver insurance that, uh, that I, quite frankly – never knew existed and he frequently brings up uh, um, ideas for insurance that you and I have never well you may have but I never knew existed so really he's been our go-to guy and um, uh, I, we can't say enough positive about what he's done uh, for evolution and in our partner companies you know the, the important benefit that I think and, and Jeff is what I would call you know generally speaking a broker and what what's really important about brokers is that they assess the entire situation and put a program together they take it to market and they they come up with the best solution at the best price but business brokers for insurance are important because like attorneys you know they've seen all the bad outcomes. And so sometimes they be can become very impressionable because they're constantly telling you all the bad stuff that happens. And for an inexperienced business owner or entrepreneur or consumer of insurance, all of a sudden you, you don't know which way is up and you're buying all kinds of, uh, all kinds of insurance and, and probably spending too much money. But folks like Jeff, they've got enough experience and they, they, I kind of, buy the right a level and kind of insurance to fit the risk profile that they think is uh, is is warranted no it's it, it and it really is as you know I'm I'm the guy that always kind of says that we don't need it we don't need it we don't need it and I've actually you know and, and I've actually stopped thinking that way because it really is um, something that, uh, that for the cost is is uh, it really does take those you know those those thoughts off the table, and and I guess to your point is um, they've seen this. They've Jeff's seen this. He's he's he has so many customers, so many clients, and um, he's seen what it can what can happen when uh, when it doesn't when you don't buy the right insurance. So it's 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 hard for entrepreneurs to swallow, Jeff. I know you find that hard to believe, but it really is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's painful, but it it uh, it when you need it, you're going to be really really glad you had it. You have it. So. 
Yeah, that that is exactly right. And and why we leave this diligence in somebody's hands like Jeff's is that we view the risk to our partner companies as risk to our investments and therefore risk to to our our fund and our business and our investors. And so this is not something that we just leave to uh, anybody. This is somebody that you have to leave to a pro and and Jeff is going to talk about the differences between a broker and an agent and a direct writer and so on and so forth. And again, uh, hopefully clear up a lot of the, the terminology um, that uh, may be causing confusion for people. As I like to say to Jeff, you know, hey, uh, just make sure I'm covered, will you? And uh, make sure I can afford it. So uh, <laughs> at a fair price, at a, at a really, really, really fair price. And, and he has been able to deliver that. And um, I can't wait to, you know, start talking about some of the those those you know policies that he's been able, the things that that you just, you know, that you you when you're working through a transaction or a deal, uh, and you you're you know you're facing a what appears to be a an insurmountable um, liability or issue, and we've been able to find um, products, or Jeff's been able to deliver products that have uh, helped us through uh, some big transactions too. So. Right. Right. That's exactly right. So um, with that, we are going to uh, ease our way into the end of our uh, first segment. But as always, we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, McGladry LLP. They're a leading provider of assurance, tax and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. With that, we're going to take a break from our first segment, and thanks for tuning in to the second stage. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to the second stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. 
Welcome back to the second stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson. Like any forum, the show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their own experiences and ideas. So we invite you to continue the discussion from each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com. And you can certainly email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Uh, this week's discussion, as we talked about, is business insurance basics. And our guest this week, as we introduced him in the first segment is Jeff Schwab. He's a practice leader at Oswald Companies, and you can find a little bit more about Oswald Companies and Jeff at www.oswaldcompanies.com. Jeff is somebody that we've spent a lot of time with, and as we've said each week, the guests that we have on their show are people that we have worked with on a firsthand basis and and have proven themselves, and, and hence we want to hear more from them on our show and share with our guests. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Um, this is a very broad topic, and so I'm going to start off this entire conversation by qualifying it for our listeners by saying that um, this is an overview of property and casualty insurance only. This is nothing to do with employment uh, practices, insurance, unemployment insurance, tax, Social Security, FICA food, or anything like that. This is strictly focused on uh, the, the PNC market just to make it a little bit more digestible for, for all of our listeners out there. And uh, Jeff, as you and I are preparing for this uh, show, I uh, was realizing that I was asking all the same questions that I ask you time and time again. And uh, He's a slow just, learner, Jeff, as you know. I mean, sloppy, as you know, Jeff's a slow learner, but go ahead. It, it just kind of reinforced the whole reason that we thought this was a great topic because I do this more than most and, and I can't retain anything. So um, thank you, and, and I'm sure you'll be able to clear this up. And next time before I call you, I will actually listen to the show and get my head on straight before we talk. Well, that's okay. It's job security for me, so it works out fine. <laughs> that's a really good point. So um, let's start with, if you could just, in a few minutes, talk about the landscape uh, of the insurance market. I think that, you know, from a, a, a small business person's perspective or an entrepreneur that's been at it for a while or even new to it, you've got terms like direct writer and agent and broker and wholesaler. And uh, what does that mean to everybody? And, and who are the participants in the market? Yeah, um, good. And a good place to start. Um, just a quick side note, when I was interviewing for my job of an insurance broker right after college, I kind of said, why do we exist? Uh, what does a broker do that the well-known household names of Chubb, Travelers, Hartford, AIG, those kinds of um, insurance carriers, I'm like, what does a broker do? Um, so what we really are are representatives um, for the insureds as brokers, we are objective in our placement of coverage and are licensed with carriers. So we do have folks that we work with that we're licensed with, but we are not beholden to the carrier and therefore we remain objective as a broker for trying to place the right insurance for our clients, which are the insureds and employers and your portfolio companies um, with the right insurance carrier. There are direct writers that strictly represent one company, 
There are agents that have commitments to carriers to write a certain amount of business with a company. So we find that both of those are a little less objective than we are as a broker. So our job is strictly to make sure we identify the exposures that our clients need coverage for and then work with the insurance carriers to place the right coverage for them. So in, in short, your, your, your client is the company and you are their advocate and the, the underwriters, the insurance companies viewed you as qualified enough that they're willing to give you some kind of a, a license or, or some kind of an arrangement to, because you're uh, you know, a quality broker. Yes, absolutely. We have to be licensed to represent the carriers, but we find ourselves working more directly for the client to make sure we're taking care of their insurance and risk management needs. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a quick sidebar uh, discussion here. Don't, that we talked do about. It. I know. I know. <laughs> you I mean, haven't even started drinking yet, Jeff. Really? I know. It's amazing. Right. Um, is I made this analogy about lawyers uh, in the first segment and that, you know, lawyers like brokers see all the bad stuff that can actually happen. And this is your chance to kind of get on your, your soapbox about the importance of, of a very good broker with good business acumen, that they're not going to point out every possible conceivable loss or opportunity for risk and over package uh, or overcharge or over insurance uh, a, their their customer. Right, absolutely. We're we're our, uh, first of all, we we if we got to know a new business uh, to work with a new employer, um, we want to sit and spend some time with them, understand their business, their supply chains, where do their products come from, um, how do you how are they used by the end user, maybe their components of other products, what do they go into, really get a good handle on everything that the business is involved with. Um, and make sure that any program we would then construct with an insurance carrier as a third party to the or the the um, other party to the arrangement here, we would um, make sure we're covering everything, and that, that those things that can't be insured we'd identify as well, um, and make sure that the business owner is aware of some things not being insurable, others being insurable, and then create the insurance program from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so you want to—you really want to make sure you're right. You don't over-insure somebody. You don't sell somebody $10 million worth of umbrella liability if they don't need it. Right. Right. So, so what kind of policies does you know? Do you typically? Uh, propose that a a small business have. I mean, what are the products that the typical small business owner uh, buy uh, uh, for their business? Mm-hmm. Well, there's. It starts really basically with what the person's doing. So you look at um, all of these come out in some sort of a business owner's package policy. If it's a small business with a maybe a single facility and maybe their um, white collar desktop employees, those kinds of things, or if it's a manufacturer that has a product that they're making and machinery and equipment that they need to insure and then workers comp for the um, the workers. Um, so really it's you got to kind of segment them by what 
their business is. And then there are some compulsory coverages. I call them compulsory, but, you know, sometimes if you're working with a bank and you have a loan out with a bank, they may require that you have a certain amount of insurance on the collateral, which is the property and the inventory and the machinery and equipment. Um, then uh, if you're one of the white collar desktop kind of program or uh, employers I was talking about, your landlord um, or the uh, lessor of the building may say, well, we need to see that you have all of your improvements and betterments insured. You may have to have a certain amount of liability limit in the event that you have people coming into onto your premises to conduct your business and they want to be uh, the landlord or lessor wants to be additionally insured. Sometimes your trading partners, if you're supplying someone um, and you're a component into their program, they want to see that you have insurance in place um, and um, that if their ultimate end product is fails and creates a bodily injury or property damage to a third party, that they know you have insurance that would protect them as a vendor of your product. Um, so those are a couple of ways to look at it, compulsory, and then there's some discretionary, which we'll get into a little later, that are nice to have but not necessarily required. And those are, I don't necessarily throw them into the sleep at night insurance, but they certainly are um, not the ones that you must have to run a business. And we'll go through some of those later. Jeff, maybe okay. maybe give us a, a couple examples of what those what those would be the the discretionary ones. Well, I think of management liability, which is a suite of coverages that entails directors and officers liability, employment practices liability, fiduciary liability, um, and then you're hearing about all the stuff that happened to Target, unfortunately, being hacked into. But there's also cyber liability and privacy that can be put into the management liability suite of coverages. That's not one that anybody's going to come to you and say, you have to have this if you want to be in my building or have my bank loan or anything like that. Um, but I will tell you, and you guys would know this, if you're going to sit on a board as a director of the company, you're probably going to ask the management, do they have directors and officers? So sometimes it, they could be another party that asks for you to place directors and officers coverage. But I would throw that into the more, um, you know, discretionary type of program. But for that sort of, for that sort of policy, when, when would you suggest when, when that a small business should consider something like that? Well, um, again, if you have a board of directors or a board of advisors, those people are going to be very interested in being protected for the advice they provide you. But anytime you have an employee um, of a company, and we're talking about companies that would have that, you have employment practices exposure, which is wrongful termination of an individual, failure to, failure to promote um, sexual harassment or discrimination in the workplace. That's where the second coverage of employment practices comes in. So, you know, we hear about that all the time, unfortunately. Um, you know, and we even, just having gotten through the holiday season, you get people a little grabby at Christmas parties. Um, those employment <laughs> practices uh, coverages sometimes come in handy. Right before the Christmas party there, Brendan. 
Yeah, okay. That's yeah, good. yeah. We, that's we good. don't have Christmas parties because Brennan just gets out of control. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, then you, that's called risk avoidance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Schwabi taught you about that one, huh, Jeff, in advance? Yes, yeah. he did. He, he hey, did. Um, you know, Jeff, we, we talk about a lot of different types of insurance, and, and uh, maybe we kind of go through some, some of those quickly. And then I'd love to find out, you know, after we kind of learn you know, some of the insurance that you're writing and what they mean, you know, kind of, you know, rule of thumb. How do you know what's, whether, whether uh, something's insurable or not? So maybe uh, kind of go through some of these, some of the types of insurance. And then, because uh, um, I, I know that you pull, you've pulled out insurance that I just never thought we could buy. And I would love to, you know, get into a rule of thumb about how I know when to call you or not. But, Okay. Yeah. Well, so um, I'll, I'll kind of get through these so we don't run out of time. Um, like I say, I can talk about insurance all day. Um, but general liability is basically coverage for suits from third parties for um, an injury or property damage caused by your product or they hurt themselves on your premises or your operations. So we start with general liability, which is usually part of a business owner's package policy. And um, that's what it's covering are those those, um, injuries uh, to others. If you're providing a service rather than a product, we suggest looking at errors and omissions coverage, or what some people know as professional liability. So you say, well, we're accountants or we're providing business consultative services. We're not making a product and we're never going to create bodily injury or property damage. Well, then you have errors and omissions coverage for a financial claim against you. So, Brendan, I don't know if that falls into one of your examples that you you know wouldn't have known it's there, but you would have thought it was there, but it's segmented under errors and omissions coverage. So mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing on behalf of a third party, selling them a product, providing them a service, et cetera, you can insure it. Um, I think it's just kind of fun to think that there's also an and the liability, there's lots of instances where a business owner, you know, wants to thank a client for a really good um, order or a project or something, and you say, you know, hey, let's go, you know, walleye fishing or let's go do something fun to celebrate, and you you think, geez, do I, I'm organizing this. Do I need to worry about um, taking a person out on a chartered boat? Well, it's just an extension of what you're doing, and there's some build-ins to the package policies that will cover you for that. Um, or if you host a party or a celebration or something like that and someone is um, overserved or whatnot, there's some coverage for some host liquor. You can't sell the liquor, but you can certainly um, um, give it away, and, and if somebody gets in trouble at your party, that's an extension to these. So those, they really are broad in general, uh, in the general liability scheme of things. Um, hey, hey, Jeff, Jeff, do, we, yep. do, uh, do Jeff and I have host uh, liquor liability? Yes, you do. <laughs> okay, good. All right. That's good, hey, Jeff. Uh, so I wanted one clarification, <laughs> then we're going to take a quick break. So you're, what you're saying is, is that host liquor liability under the kind of the scenarios and the watercraft rentals kind of under the scenarios that you're talking about would fall automatically under general liability insurance because that's just kind of that's just kind of a you know it's not what you're doing as a business, but it's just right. kind of an extension. Right. As, so they would fall under general liability. 
Yeah, as these policies have evolved, they've been, you know, we could, you could call me all day, your clients could call me all day and say, we're doing this celebration with a client. Well, the carriers have just baked those into the policies. The point is, is that they're very broad and they allow people to, you know, do their core business and then the ancillary um, issues around these other types of um, operations, if you will. Sure. Um, yeah, do, you, do we need to jump yeah, on that break? or? Yeah, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we will come back and continue our discussion with Jeff Schwab of the Oswald Companies regarding the basics of insurance. Thanks for tuning into the second stage. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are. In the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is our show, but it's a forum, so we're looking for input from you. So we'd like you to continue the conversation from this week's show on our blog at evolutioncp.com. You can certainly email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. We're back with our guest, Jeff Schwab, a practice leader at the Oswald Companies. We're talking about the business insurance basics. Hey, Jeff, we were uh, before uh, Cadillac rudely uh, cut us off. We were going through the uh, the types of insurance. Maybe we could kind of uh, get back to that if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Yeah. So we left off with general liability, which is basically what we discussed earlier, and then we move off site. I'll call it, and we think about automobile liability. Um, even if you're a company that does not have a fleet, or you're not a delivery service or something like that, you may still have your salespeople or your representatives out and about driving in their own vehicles while on company business. 
there's a way to protect yourself in the event that there was a horrific accident. The insurance on the vehicle sits uh, that the person buys from their homeowners, let's say, um, sits first and foremost. And then above and beyond that is coverage for non-owned and hired automobile liability. So, you know, like you guys driving around in your cars and you might have a problem, you have non-owned and hired, which protects the company from any suits for your actions. And then if you are a business that has a fleet or delivery trucks, that's a different type of form of coverage, but you need it, and then you schedule all those vehicles on the policy, and you know, then you want to get into risk management there, where you have your drivers having, you know, dr- drug testing, background screens, um, MVRs, motor vehicle reports. Are they properly, you know, do they have a bunch of tickets? Do they have a operating under the influence type of you know, knock against them. So you want to run some risk management on something like that to make sure you're protecting yourself. Um, so those are the issues with auto. The the bottom line, the takeaway there is if you don't have autos, you still have an exposure, especially if you've got, because the other extension on the non-owned is that if you're out hiring cars at one of the rental car agencies. Then we get into a, uh, the workers' compensation, which is a compulsory coverage, as I mentioned a bit before, between compulsory and discretionary. You have to have workers' comp coverage, and you can buy it um, through the private marketplace that, you know, the public private marketplace that I mentioned to the Chubb, Travelers, Hartford, etc., um, or, you know, Westfield or any of these other fine companies. But um, you must buy it. You have to prove to the bureau that you have it, um, and it's really for on-the-job injuries. So you can be doing the silliest of things like you guys probably do Thursday evenings or something, <laughs> you know, arm wrestling or whatever. But, um, you know, if it happens, an injury happens on the job, workers' comp is a basic, you know, absolute fault, and the employee can be reimbursed for their injury. Um, there's also then if you somehow the the employee says, well, I'm not just going to take that, and they sue you for negligence, you the employer. You can get coverage extended for any civil suits that an employee may bring against you. Um, so it gets the 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 injury, and then if somebody is, you know, out of work forever, loses their home or their family because of being out of work and not working, and they sue you for some sort of negligence, you can have an extension there. It's important to note that that's um, something that, depending on where you are in the country, that you may either buy it from the marketplace or you buy straight from the state bureau. And any good per, you know, business advisor would let you know where you need to be, but basically, Ohio, as an example, you buy through the Bureau of Workers' Compensation, and that's the only place to buy it. Washington is the same way, um, and so there's four four states: Washington, Ohio, uh, North Dakota, and I believe Nevada. If I have it right, it's been evolving a little bit. There's four states that you must buy through the bureau. Um, so one takeaway there too, besides the fact you have to buy it, and there's different ways to buy workers' comp coverage, is that there's certain requirements that if you want to cover your executive officers or if you're a partnership or an LLC, there might be some different ways you need to structure.
structure that policy. So that's where you want the advice of your broker to help you understand, you know, could your CEO work from home, that kind of thing. So therefore, should we be buying coverage on that person? Hey, hey, Jeff, you know, th- mm-hmm. this is an interesting thing because you've mentioned Bureau a couple times and uh, workers' comp is unique because you point out you have to have it. And so right. can you explain – I mean, I know Ohio where we are actually does it differently than most other states. But can you explain right. what you mean by Bureau? Sure. So that's um, the four states that I mentioned that are um, – you must buy – through in Ohio, it's called the BWC, and that's Bureau of Workers' Compensation, and you strictly work with them. Brokers aren't invited, so it's right between the employer and the um, and the bureau. So the bureau will take your premium, pay your on-the-job injury disability claims for your employees, and um, adjudicate them and do all of that for you. But it's it's a state-run government uh, uh, program is what it is, Jeff. That's perfect. Okay. Yep. Umbrella so, liability, I think. Is, is yeah, then um, umbrella hey, you know, hey, Jeff, I, just because I like to complain, I know you know that about me. The the, the fact that, that the states, the ser- several states, one of which we live in, require that, that's just got to, I mean, I hate to moan and cry, but that, that's got to make it less efficient. I mean, it, it would be a, a a negative to to be in the state of Ohio. Am I thinking of that correctly? I realize we're here to talk about insurance, but I'm just just wanted to moan about that a little bit. Is that is that a fair statement? Are we being recorded? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget it. Move on. Go uh, ahead. That's just well, my little opinion. Yeah. Well, Umbrella. I, yeah, um, it is. A, it works. It works fairly well. I'll I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been in this business for a while and lived in Ohio in this in this process and sometimes the premiums are down sometimes they're up sometimes you have some scandal but it is what it is for now okay, so gotcha um <laughs> I'll belly so, about that last section Jeff it, go ahead yeah there you go uh then then you can put in place higher limits coverage that is sitting over all the liability uh, coverages we've talked about already, and that's called umbrella liability. And basically, it just takes the limits under the primary coverages and and um, increases them, usually in in increments of a million. So if you have a million dollars on the primary and you throw a five million dollar umbrella over that, you technically have six million dollars in any one occurrence. And sometimes you'll get business partners that say, "You're selling a product to us. We want to see." A $5 million umbrella over your primary coverage, uh, or we're not going to buy your widget. So that's sometimes where people get into negotiation on the, the amount of coverage you want to buy. But really, you need to think about what's my product, what's my service, how do I need to protect myself, what's my you know, largest potential claim um, on any one occurrence, you know, heaven forbid, are you going to have two of those claims in a year? So that's where umbrella liability, you know, there are some governance issues, documents that landlords or trading partners may have for you. But then there's also benchmarking and how big is the company? What do they make? How many limits, how many millions of dollars of coverage do you need? So that's that. And then we get into property insurance, which is by no means um, 
you know, last but not, and certainly not least, property insurance protects, as I mentioned before, the bank may require that you have the right insurance at a certain level of coverage or deductible level um, that they're comfortable with because they may have given you a loan on the business to, um, you know, run it and grow it um, and secured that loan with the value of that property. So it's important to consider if you're owning the building, you want to insure the building itself. If you're a tenant in, in that building, sometimes your lease says you still, and I, it's a triple net lease, and, and therefore it makes you required, you are required to buy the building insurance. Then you would want to, um, so there's another you know, required kind of coverage. But um, So we, re, we spend a lot of time reviewing clients' leases and determining if they need to buy the building coverage or not. And, and then again, um, then you have your own interest in your business personal property, which includes your desks, your machinery and equipment, your inventory, any work in process, and your finished goods. Um, then you may be shipping your goods out to someone, and you need to insure those goods while they're in transit. So that's a, another you know, nuance to property insurance. And then near and dear to investors' hearts is business income coverage or, you know, just quite simply earnings coverage, EBITDA coverage, if you want to call it that, um, that if the building was wiped out by a tornado, couldn't produce whatever it's producing, are the earnings of the business protected and some of the ongoing debt obligations and all of that, that comes through in what we call a business income coverage. That's a real dicey one that um, I think is extremely important and oftentimes um, underappreciated uh, by insureds. So that's very important. And then that's all fine and well. Then you say, okay, well, we're in Florida or we're in Houston or we're on one of the coasts. Um, Houston, I used as an example just because I have a client that faced this, but there's windstorms that hit there all the time and wipe out a whole, you know, blocks at a time kind of thing. So then you need to figure out if you're in a high catastrophe area, whether you're going to get hit by a windstorm or a flood. Um, and Katrina, Hurricane Katrina was a huge loss in that area, obviously, one of the greatest, Superstorm Sandy, um, you know, one of the top 10 or 25 losses ever. Um, what was windstorm, what was flood, those kinds of things. But there are extensions for coverage there. But right now they're kind of rewriting the catastrophe maps. So you may think, geez, so I was in Houston the other day with a client, they're 25 minutes from the shore, but it's still considered a tier one catastrophe level by the carriers. Wow. So, you know, hey, hey Jeff, all I, of Florida basically is tier one. So, yeah. hey Jeff, I'm getting back to my, I'm going to get to my favorite thing. How do I know? Give me a rule of thumb. How do I know if I, if I got a risk I'm worried about? How do I know if it's insurable? Because you keep, you and uh, Cadillac keep pulling out this stuff that I just kind of my, makes my head spin. Actually, not, I, I realize it's not Cadillac, but he's the one that you know that asked you about it. So, <laughs> well, uh, how do you know? There's, uh, we go through a risk exposure checklist. You kind of walk down with your broker, your advisor. Um, you know, again, everything that could happen. What could happen? Um, you know, 
airplanes fall out of the skies, they land somewhere. Not likely, but potentially. Um, so, you know, kind of categorize that low risk. Um, but it's all insured, so uh, that kind of stuff is insured. Um, you you want to make sure you're thinking everything through every potential scenario. We have um, some plastic injection molders that have had guys come in with the big silos, and one of them, you know, some of them, Many of the times this happened, you put the wrong stuff in the wrong silo. Well, that's a heck of a problem because um, mm-hmm. you got to empty the silo, you got to shut the machines down, you got to do all that. So sometimes you can, through a risk identification and exposure review, you know, you could get misdelivery of product added into your program because you have that risk. Um, so I guess the takeaway, if I'm answering your question correctly, yeah. is thoughtful consideration. Don't rush through an insurance renewal. You know, always think about what's around the corner. Um, you know, we had this lead paint scare on children's toys coming out of China, and that was a couple of years ago. And, you know, everybody trying to become the low-cost provider, you know, was outsourcing things, and you got a quality control, you know, the people you're being supplied product from. Yeah, but Schwab, where um, I was headed, where I was headed with that, and, and, and I know Jeff's given me the uh, the I'm going over my uh, my time frame, but you know he's done that every every uh, session we've ever had. Is is yeah. like you know we, we, without getting a whole lot of detail, we had that issue on one of our deals with a, with a tax liability, you know, potential that we didn't think we had, uh-huh. and, and so forth. But but the, but you guys came up with an insurance policy. I mean, how, what, how, how in the world? I mean, how does that yep. process go through? It, it just didn't seem like something that would be an insurable risk to me. Yeah, well, that's a very um um, artful coverage. Um, okay. And so, but that's that's a really good example that the market evolves because the risk is there for someone and then it manifests itself. The cyber liability privacy with all mm-hmm. these hackers getting into people's credit cards, capturing personally identifiable health information on people. You know, you think about all the doctors and all the hospitals, all of them with all of that information, somebody hacks into it. So things evolve. There was environmental insurance started 25 years ago, and everybody thought it was, you know, snake oil. And now it's a vibrant insurance marketplace that's become quite efficient. All right. Um, all right. So the answer is pick up the phone and call Jeff, right? <laughs> I just wanna... That's what I do. Well, That's yeah. What I do. yeah. Okay, good. So, good. Well, look, Jeff, you're, you're in a major disadvantage because this is such a broad topic, but I think you marched through this uh, very, very well. And I think everybody got a lot out of it. I know I did. Um, about some of the basics uh, and certainly the terminology and and what you need to consider, you know, what are the variables. So we appreciate you being on the show. And uh, again, for the folks that are tuning in, you can go to www.oswaldcompanies.com and and if you want to talk to Jeff Schwab, you know, that's the best way to to do it. So thank you for being on the show, Jeff. We appreciate it, and uh, maybe we'll have you back on uh, and when we cover another insurance topic. That would be great. I'd appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. I enjoyed my first podcast. This was fun. Good. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for tuning on to the second stage.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance Tax Consulting. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus Drug Discount Card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson. And this show was called The Business Insurance Basics, and our guest was Jeff Schwab from the Oswald Companies, uh, someone that we've used extensively, and we've, we enjoy spending time with him because he's got very broad experience and great business acumen. And, of course, we didn't get to all the topics that Jeff wanted to cover. He's, he's grading himself, wanted to do a very good job, and he think he did, but there's just not enough time. There's not enough time. But I can tell you one thing, Jeff. Now I know why you deal with the insurance here at Evolution because my, uh, my head's spinning. I, uh, I, uh, that's just a whole lot to think about. And I, it, it just – a lot to think about. So thank God we're thank God you're on it. Yes, yes. Well, I just hand it over to Jeff. That's all I do. Is oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we had the host liquor liability rider. Uh, yes, whether it was a rider or just included, I, that made me feel comfortable. I didn't know that I wasn't comfortable, and now that I know that it's there, I'm more comfortable. And then we got an umbrella policy over that for that excess liability. Right. Is that to shield the sun? Oh, that's not an umbrella. Okay, forget it. I got it. I got it. Well, Jeff, maybe tell me, you know, we, we, we were we were gonna get in, we were on our way to the rules of thumb. Maybe tell me a little bit about kind of your take since you're our since you're our resident insurance expert. Okay, the guy that calls uh, Schwabi, but uh, maybe tell me a little bit about some of the some of you, when you your rules of thumb for when you pick up the phone and, and try to call them. 
Well, you know, when you're interviewing these brokers, you need to understand their capabilities to serve your business. So in insurance, you have to really dig beneath the surface and really understand the coverage and the terms and the conditions and always always do an annual checkup with your broker representative to be sure that the coverage is kept up with the evolution of, of your business, not to use our name. Oh, I, I like that. You like that? Like I just slid that in there? And then especially if your your business is growing, you want to be sure that your insurance program keeps up, up with the size. So one of the things that Jeff didn't talk about was, um, you know, if you're a small business but you have your products uh, – if you're even a distributor, let's say United States, but your products are created uh, and over abroad somewhere, you need to have coverage uh, that extends beyond just being a distributor because you're liable for those those products that that are sold. That's not what a lot of people think about. Uh, another thing that I know he wanted to talk about was, um, you, you know, the law versus insurance. I mean, you, you may be unintentionally breaking one of these laws out there, and I'm not talking about the obvious ones, but the not the obvious ones. Well, insurance doesn't protect you when you're breaking a law. I mean, you're breaking oh, a law. Oh, you're, you're kidding me. That's not <laughs> no. fair. No, 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 no. It would be a much bigger market, actually. If you're probably if, true. If probably true. I guess that's a good thing, Jeff. That's a good thing. Yes, it is. It is. But, you know, dealing with a good broker, again, that has, and I stress this, good business acumen that doesn't sit there and think about every conceivable risk because there's no way you can underwrite against that. But they think realistically about what could happen and then suggest in an economical way the solution to the risk that's identified. I like it. I like it. No, it's it's it is overwhelming though because you, you, once you start going through the the list of the things the 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 insurance that's out there and the and the things you may or may not need to worry about it, it you really do need somebody re- with real world experience to say you know you do need to worry about this and you don't need to worry about something else and it's uh it's important as you know as we talked about a little bit in the first segment Jeff I I was uh, one of the believers when I first started again I'm, I must be uh, the listeners fully understand. That I'm very slow to come around, but when we first uh, started buying businesses, I, I was always relatively uh, cheap on the uh, insurance and almost looked at uh, some of these brokers as you know kind of a I don't want to use a dime a dozen, but um, they, there really is a difference. And people that have that have been out there and have seen these, seen how business works, and seen how insurance companies pay off and or pay or don't pay, um, they, they, you really can't replace that expertise. It's it's very important. Yeah, and when something goes wrong, you know, they are your advocate. So you will get a standard policy from an insurance underwriter like the Chubbs of the world or, or Travelers or somebody like that. And the, the broker will actually negotiate the contract on your behalf to create additional flexibility and coverages and so on and so forth. And, you know, when you talk about price, you know, one of the biggest uh, insurance people in the world is Warren Buffett. And he's been known to have said price is what you pay, value is what you get. And you, you a long-term relationship with somebody that understands your business, and I'm not saying don't hold their feet to the fire, but that long-term relationship will outweigh any short-term premium savings that you get from hopping around uh, from here to there. 
So because they got to understand your business, they're negotiating these contracts, they are canvassing the market, they are providing a service and having them understand your business and the history and so on and so forth, I think is, is very important and it's value added to your business. Absolutely. I second that. Good, good. Well, um, so Brendan, you know, this is again where you, you gotta, I'm, I'm looking to have my hair blown back. What if I had hair, I should say, yeah. I want to be blown back again. Uh-oh, could be in trouble. You know, Jeff, just thinking this, thinking this through and thinking about our experience in this, uh, in business and, in, in, in insurance and so forth. And all I can say is to be sure, insure. <laughs> I tell you what, man. That I think I yeah. think you're thinking of this stuff in advance, or you're just your no, money, man. I just I, I just wrote down insured. I make sure, sure. I'm sure. No, I in in you know it really is. Um, I can tell you when when we first uh, started running those manufacturing businesses, we didn't do. Um, you know, I thought the concept of doing uh, directors and officers, employer employers practice liability, and and those things as uh, as um, uh, it's just kind of a wasted cost. And then I, you know, quite frankly, just by looking at um, what was happening in, in some of my uh, forum guys in EO or forum members in EO, the entrepreneurs organization, they, they literally, you could just see how this, this stuff paid off for them. And so we stepped it up. And uh, so Jeff, to be sure, insure. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, that's this week's show on the second stage. Join us every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And remember, everybody, have passion for possibilities. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. Thank you for tuning in this week to the second stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 